This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Nights. Welcome, listener. Welcome, welcome to the show where you're a vision winner. Yeah, that'll be me. A comedian. That'll be you. Heal your life. Oh, well, Fix yeah. your problems. Okay. Change your world. He's always... Making the world a better place. One barbed comment at a time. He's so energetic today. <laughs> I've had double Baraka. Yeah, I can Neve. see. Yeah, two. Two Baraka's in that. Wow. Yeah, and six Sulpadine rectally. <laughs> it's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. Uh, how are you, my dear? I'm just getting over what you just said there. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing really well right up until that moment. And then suddenly, yeah, I'm good. I'm actually good. I'm on my time off. And what are you doing? Like, I mean, what's the... Well, you know... to be fair, what I'm doing is basically cleaning the damp off the back of the oh, garage wall. Oh, that sounds like a great time off, me. <laughs> and I'm going to oh, do... Oh, there's a woman that knows how to live. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to do some painting, uh, not as in recreational painting. I'm oh, I'm just painting the door. Painting uh, some, yeah, some of the places need kind of freshened up very soon. Not this week, but maybe next week. I'm going to get out the Christmas tree that for the last 24 years, I say, oh. I'm going to buy a new one next year. And I was definitely going to buy a new one this year, but now I'm thinking the three branches that I gaffer taped to the tree last year will be all right. I'll just put them to the back. So um, I think if I get through this one, I'll actually buy it in January. Throw it out. I will. I did think I was going to do that this year. As a matter of fact, I was definitely going to do it after the Christmas last year. And then I forgot to. And then not only did I, it wasn't so much that I forgot to throw it out. What I actually forgot to do is buy another one. Yeah. And let's be honest, the time to buy a new tree is January. Is January. Yeah. Now, I've been getting real ones. Are you getting a real tree? I, yeah, I get real trees now. Oh. It was the one thing, because I just thought, do you know what? I just... I'm, my, now, my boyfriend's dead against it. I The smell of pine. Oh, I love it. I know it is lovely, but the problem is I react. You know oh. the way I'm You know the way I'm kind of allergic to incense, right? That's right. So, you know, I cried at all the young, the old nuns' funerals when I was young, but I wasn't actually crying. I was just allergic to the incense. <laughs> So pine is quite a heavy scent. So having yeah. a lot of it in the house would be the big. Problem, I'll tell you what the problem with the scent of pine is, right? The scent of pine. The scent of pine is the scent of urinals. It is actually. It is. I think. It is. <laughs> pine has been overused in bathrooms. Don't get me wrong. I haven't spent a lot of time around urinals. I want to be very clear about that yeah. now. But, but what, it, what you mean is basically the smell of toilets. Yeah. What you clean your toilet with. Yeah. It's, I generally nothing, go for lemon. And like nothing <laughs> destroys a scent more than having it in the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, do you remember Abercrombie and Fitch? Do you remember that shop? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, when you walked into that shop, there was this smell that okay. was just out of this world. Amazing. It was the most incredible smell in the world. It was like their brand was fierce. Yeah. Oh. And it used to smell absolutely gorgeous. Okay, fierce. But when that closed, obviously, whatever room deodorizer that they were using, uh, was cheap because Abercrombie were no longer using oh, it. Oh, oh God, and it was it everywhere. it used to be the smell that was in an airport toilet. Oh, no. And nothing ruins a smell more no. than, like, <laughs> than a, like an airport toilet smelling like No, it, it. reminds me of when, um, you know, and my mother-in-law used to have Febreze sprayed everywhere because she had the dogs and she was, you know, know yeah. and stuff like that. And, and she used to spray Febreze everywhere, I think, and she was letting the fresh air in. And, I you know, know, and the smell of Febreze just reminds me of not fresh air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, you want fresh air smell, smell, open the windows. 
Yeah. So I'm about to discover how much more gaffer tape I'm going to need on my Christmas tree because I think I will wait till the sale to buy a new one. Yeah, buy a new one. It's 24 years. I it was the Christmas tree I bought when I first moved up. Oh, 24 hey. years for a Christmas tree. Yeah. It's impressive. <laughs> that is very impressive. <laughs> it survived two children, two dogs, <laughs> curious dogs, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing about a, a real Christmas tree is that the cat ignores it. Oh, yeah, because she doesn't like the smell. She doesn't like the smell of it. She she, d- is that why she year, doesn't like me? Yeah, because you, <laughs> you smell a pine leaf. <laughs> it's all the hanging around your urinals. One year, she yeah. used to always climb the plastic one. Oh, yeah. But then one year we got a real one and she got herself covered in pine sap. Oh, she wouldn't have liked that. And she's never touched it again. Amazing. Yeah. So it's great deterrent. Now, Neve, I've, I've, I've had an experience. Oh. I've had an experience. Now, I don't want to name the person involved. Okay. because right? So obviously this is like gossip. I had an experience with somebody who was quite famous. <gasps> who was genuinely horrible. Oh, no. Horrible. I can't believe anybody will be horrible to you. She was absolutely horrible to me. So, it's a woman. It's a woman. <laughs> okay. It is a woman. I'll tell you, right? And what way did it manifest itself? This horribleness. I was in Cork. Okay. Right? I do my show in Cork. At okay. The Everyman. Thanks for everyone to came to that because that was actually one of my favourite shows of the tour. It was really great crack. Brilliant. I had a ball. Everyman's a great theatre. Well, well done, Cork. Yeah. Corkaboo. And I went down, right, because another a friend of mine happened to be performing in Cork around the same time as me. Oh, yeah, so okay. I thought, you know what, we haven't seen each other in, a- in ages. We'll meet up. We meet up in Cork, right? Nice. Went down. Anyway, we were out, we were having a lovely time. A couple of cocktails. I was drunk. Yes, I was. Yes, I was, me. And somebody recognised my friend. Oh, nice. And ingratiated herself to the conversation. Lovely. And this person happened to be somebody that's a bit famous. Reasonably well known. Okay. Introduced to this woman who was highly critical of me. She didn't know why I was happened to be hanging around with the person I was hanging around with because she she very much liked that person. Yeah, I've been I've been in situations like that. Is she one of those people who if you don't have any uh, merit in her eyes and you don't exist? Yeah, she's literally like what's your CV? Yeah. And she didn't know me. Like I, I, I didn't I never introduced myself as a comedian, but somebody else introduced me as a comedian. And she's like, "I don't know you though." And you know, and? have you been on television even? Oh and I was dear. like, "Yeah, but, oh like, dear. but like yeah, but I'm still a human being oh that you can be nice to." Dear. You know? That's not that's not nice. The other thing as well, right? Was through the course of the conversation, and I didn't divulge any of this. No. Somebody mentioned that I was doing a show and she, she asked me for free tickets. No. Right? Yeah. While being downright rude. Oh, cheeky. Like downright rude. And at the end of the night when I was leaving, because I was like, it doesn't, I can't take any more of this one now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was leaving and uh, she said, and this is, I quote, and this is a direct quote. She said, and will you make sure and put those three tickets on the door for me? And I said, Yes, I will. And then she said, that is not. And she pointed like that. That is not a promise that we'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I swear to God, Maeve. No. I swear to God. I I kept me counsel. I was very nice. Well done. I was very nice. Is that because you're with me more these days? I think so. I was very zen. I was very, I couldn't. And the other thing she said, right, and the other thing, this this got me as well. She was talking about fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Fashion. Okay. And she's asked, 
She this, was this from she, a man. She, she was telling me about my friend and she was like, oh, you're clearly very fashionable. And then she said, well, she didn't know my name right. She, I can't remember what she was calling me. <laughs> but she was like, and are you fashionable? I'm not sure you are. I was like. <laughs> you see, uh, there's two pet hates in, in this story for me, right? Go on. First of all, not acknowledging anybody in company, right? Being rude. Being rude. Whether they have, whether you're a comedian or not, she has no business being like that. Right? I know. You know, I am, you know me, I always make take time. I actually have better time sometimes with the, the partners than the actual nobodies person. nobodies that you will talk to I me. Know. <laughs> no, I have interest. Everybody has a thing, right? You know, it's nice. It's nice. And then, and then the other thing, you must acknowledge everybody in the group, right? That's just wrong, totally. yeah, right? Yeah. That's wrong. I, I think that's wrong for anybody in the planet, right? And then the other, unless they're being rude to you, so you shouldn't have acknowledged her. She's been really rude. The other thing is free tickets. Right? I have an aversion to free tickets. Yeah. Right? Don't get me wrong. If you offer me a free ticket and I can go, I will be delighted to go. But nine times out of ten, and you know this is true. I know, yeah, you do pay. I will buy my ticket if I want to go. But you see, I think that's the difference between a music and a comedy thing. No, because no. Because musicians have to pay a band. Whereas yes. I'm... Yeah, no, if you're paying SSE Arena, I am not buying a single ticket. Right? <laughs> I'm going to... I want at least ten. And it's not a promise I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm just going to lie along. I'm not going to bring 10 people. I'm just going to lie along 10 seats. No, that's a disgrace. You see, the thing, my feeling is nine times out of 10, unless it's someone you know really well and that you get on with or family or whatever, you give someone a free ticket, they have no value for it. And nine times out of 10, they don't turn up. And actually, most people in this industry should be supporting each other by just yeah, buying yeah, yeah. the ticket by going. You're no, not talking about I, buying a 100 I'll euro ticket. I, I didn't How much were you charging? <laughs> I didn't mind the free tickets, no. to be honest with you. You don't uh, mind giving but, someone, but you know. But but to say like that is not a promise of come as if I'm like going, oh God, the show, there won't be a show if she doesn't show up. No, but oh, it, it means nothing. You know how I would have responded to that, right? I would have said, oh, that's okay. So you can turn up for your tickets, but that's not a promise. I'm actually going to put your name down. Oh, neat. That's perfect. That's you know, ideal. with a smiley face. Yeah, the show was more or less sold out. Anyway, of course it was. But You're amazing. I swear to God now, I have to say, you going back down on your new She rubbed me up the wrong way. No, I can totally she understand did. that. Because actually, there's so many things wrong with that behavior. Oh my God, you know, my back's up, right? You know, and, and it's not just because it's you, because, you know, I'm very protective of you. Absolutely. But it's actually, I, I hate that behavior in people. Everybody has worth in a group, first of all. So right? rude. Unless you're an arsehole. And then, yeah. Like, but you deal with them, right? And I kill them with kindness. You know, you know yeah, how I deal yeah. with them, right? But actually, somebody like that, and th- th- thinks that you should be grateful that they want to come to your gig for free. I know. Hello. And then somebody that was with her as well. No. Was like, so you're a comedian. Tell us a joke then. Yeah, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> I'm angry now. No, I don't mind people ignoring me. But no, rude, no, rude no, that's rude. rude. rude and and not only that, looking for three free tickets that they may or may not turn up for. And the other thing was, I thought I looked great. You did. I thought I looked great and, and she said I wasn't passionate. This from a man who gets a new suit, like, <laughs> for everything. I mean... Everything. Oh, there's no there's no occasion I won't throw sixty quid at me. <laughs> ASOS is absolutely thriving because of you. Absolutely. Turn absolutely. that frown upside down. <laughs> Chorat. Come Chorat. on, give us a Chorat. I I have got more uh, glamour hammer dates. They were a great <laughs> idea at the time. <laughs> 
I've just checked the sales. We will be doing plugs. <laughs> For FM weeks. One, FM104 have been contacted. I'm on next week. <laughs> no, do you know what's really brilliant? <laughs> just in time for Christmas. Great Christmas gifts. Great Christmas gifts. Great exactly. Christmas gifts. I'm in London Museum of Comedy on the 20th of January, Southampton the Attic on the 24th, Baker Street, February the 9th. Oh, excellent. That's around my birthday. Happy days for me. Come in, Neve. Uh, Longford, Navin, Mullingar, Kilmallock. Carson Shannon, Mayo. Oh. I don't know why I'm like a male. I didn't sell the first one. Oh my anyway, god! Look. And then Care, uh, Port Marnock, Straban. Oh, Care, Tipperary. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a Dunleary coming, I think. Oh, in the pavilion. Pavilion, yeah. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to hear. Um, so I used to yeah. Be there a lot. Europearly.com for tickets. Amazing. 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 We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Award-winning network. Award-winning, the best podcast network in Ireland ever. We would love you to subscribe to Headstuff Plus. If you are not a subscriber, here's what you get. You get access to bonus content from us and all of the shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Our bonus content is Vintage Rants. It is a twice-monthly podcast. Yes, it is. Where we tackle problems from days of yore. Yes. He loves saying that now. Days of yore, yes. Days of yore. And, uh, yeah, people seem to like it. Yeah, it's going well. And we like doing it. Um, you will also get if you subscribe before the 30th of November too late no th- this week's one no this is we're already on the 6th of December no but this one has gone into the previous one as well oh yeah uh, if you subscribe before the 30th uh, you will also get uh, you will also get if you subscribe before the 30th of November you will get a agony rants do not disturb sign sent to your home or the home of a well wisher for free. And if you're just listening to this in December, know that we'll just send you our love. You had your chance. <laughs> you had your chance. However, you can go to agonyrants.com and buy merch. Yes. We have tote bags. We have mugs. We have... That's it, actually. <laughs> we, we tote do. bags and mugs. Yeah. Um, and 10% off if you're a subscriber. Exactly, Neve. Look at Neve doing the hard sell. I know. Um, I'm very good at it sometimes. Also... On the Headstuff Podcast Network, you can also listen to this show, which is for tech's sake. Oh, I love Elaine and Jenny. It is hosted by Elaine and Jenny, who are fab. Oh, yes. We had the best time. With At them. the Podcast Awards. Yeah, yeah. we did. Absolutely. Really did. They were plastered with a ball. I love this. I love this particular uh, podcast. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's really fun because basically what they do is they look at the world of tech and they will take things like space travel mm-hmm. or AI yeah. and they will do deep dives. They will also, in bonus content, look at ridiculous tech. Tech we don't need. Do we need to have coffees delivered by drones? No. We absolutely don't. But yeah, check out for tech's sake wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if we haven't explained it enough, here's a little clip. For Tech's Sake is a podcast that goes beyond the hype of tech developments to bring listeners the knowledge they need to make informed decisions. And it's hosted by me, Elaine Burke, a science and technology journalist. And me, Jenny Darmody, editor of Silicon Republic. Each episode, we're joined by an expert to answer our probing questions to discover what's good tech and what's just tech for tech's sake. And we've had some amazing guests this season, including roboticist Neve Donnelly. She was just named Woman of the Year in STEM by Irish Toddler. We also had Ireland's AI ambassador, Dr. Patricia Scanlon, Stripe CTO, David Singleton, and Bobby Healy, CEO of Irish drone company, MANA. And last season, we had Abiba Perhane, who was recently appointed to a UN advisory panel on AI. We certainly know how to pick them. And if you want to be in the know on tech, robotics, drones, AI, and what have you, on a deeper and more human level, be sure to subscribe.
Excellent. We have a follow-up. We Excellent. We have a follow-up from Megan. Yeah, so Megan, if I remember, her, she and her sister were really close for many years and then she had this partner. No, her sister had a partner who was lost to run themselves during COVID. Difficult. Difficult yeah. man. All sorts of, you know, struggle, lost his job. Like scaring and, the parents, that yeah, sort of stuff. the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, the, the, and obviously the sister and, and the two sisters fell out. So that went on for a long time. Okay. Right. And I think we kind of may have been a bit tough on that, were we? I, I, I don't really remember, but I, I think we, we were a bit tough, Lovey. G-T-L-Y-K. Go on. I took your advice and I reached out to my sister. She was reluctant at first to meet and I felt really burned. But then she suggested we go for coffee. Likes to do things on her terms. You know, that's fair enough. You know, okay, I suppose yeah, that's yeah. going to give us a bit of space. Yeah. She needed time. So we ended up having a long day together and really reconnected. It was very nice. Ah. I'm really pleased about that. Uh, she's been having a hard time with her fiancé and was glad to have the chance to talk about it. It'll be interesting to see if they survive. I suspect not. Or hope not, I think okay, is probably yeah, the word yeah, yeah. there. Um, your advice really hit home. Neve. when you t- said I needed to hear it, made me decide to reach out. Oh, maybe what I said you needed to hear. I'm not 100% sure what you're saying there, but I think basically it really hit home what we said, probably. Neve, um when you said that I needed to hear it. No, it says it needed to heard. It made me decide to reach out. But I wonder, what is it what I said Okay, she needed to hear? We're not sure, Megan. No. <laughs> we may need to follow up on but the follow-up. more importantly, it made you reach out. Grant, that's good. Which Perfect. is really important. And Grode, yes, her fiancé is a total prick with no concern <laughs> for anyone but himself. But it's not exactly back to the way it was before, all of this. But it is a lot better than it has been for some time and we've made a good start. Thanks for the love, Megan. Now, that's Megan, nice. that is good. And actually... It We're was, reconnecting people. Yes, we even are. with people that don't deserve it. Closer each day. Um, yeah, no, but actually, funny enough, um, I think the first step is always the hardest. Yeah, and it it can't be the same because a big fallout like that's difficult. It's it's problematic. But what I can tell you is, Megan, sometimes when you reconnect, you can make it better. Exactly. You know, so I find out who you are now. Here's the thing about reconnection: is you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so I think, you know, look, the only way is up. Yeah, I know. I'm really pleased for you, Megan. That's really good. I'm very happy. I know. That's sweet. I know. We're putting people back together. Oh, there's a TV program in that, you know. No, there isn't. <laughs> there absolutely isn't. <laughs> they made it. It was surprise, surprise. <laughs> or long lost There's a whole family. lot of people that borrowed money off each other and never paid it back or meeting on national television. Oh, very no. awkward. Neve, we have a problem. We have a problem. I'll read this one. You read this one. Hi, Gerald and Neve. We are loving the podcast. I was first introduced to you, Garo, by my husband when we had the pleasure of seeing you perform a number of times on those dreaded Zoom gigs over lockdown. Oh, brilliant. He relocated from Ireland to Norway, so the podcast offers a touch of home. I I want to get in touch with a problem, and we would love both of your perspectives. We are a gay couple aged 31 and 29. We, over the last year, have begun the process of adopting. Aww. And are in the latter stages of adopting a sibling group, a pair of boys aged five and three. How lovely. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. All is going well in the process, despite the large number of hurdles and paperwork. Yeah, it's a lot. However, what has surprised us is the reaction of friends and family. While most have been happy, I would say it's a reluctant happiness. Oh. Excuse me. 
Right. After a short congratulations, a number have tried to convince us to reconsider. It is not immediate family or close friends, mind you, but the wider circle. Immediate family are very supportive. The reasons generally come back to us being too young. How would we deal with two kids? Would we not wait until we're older? And sometimes some homophobic comments about same-sex adoption or and our lifestyle. Oh. Don't even get me started. Exclamation marks are involved. We'll be coming back to that. No. <laughs> not that it should be important, but we've been together a number of years and married a couple of years ago. We are both in stable, well-earning, flexible jobs and own a house. So the reasons for the reaction all seem superficial to us. I have a feeling that if a heterosexual couple were in the same situation, the reaction would be much different and universally positive. We want to raise children when we are in our prime and have energy to dedicate to children who will inevitably need some additional attention and care. How can we deal with this reaction? Often we end up being defensive and feel like we're convincing them. This has made us sad and added stress to the process. We will be adopting regardless of their reaction should the adoption board feel that we can meet the needs of and provide a loving home for these children. I hope the grammar is up to standard. If either of you... (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely pod listeners. (laughs) Definitely pod listeners. Listen, there is not a comma out of place. It's absolutely perfect. It's beautifully written. If either of you are ever gigging in Oslo, we'd be delighted to see you. Saran and Lean. Okay. I have very strong opinions about this. Very right. strong opinions. I, n- not as strong as you, clearly. Do you Huge want to go first? Strong. Very strong, Neve. No, you go. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to say here that you and your partner have created your core family, which is you and him. Yeah. And then the next thing I want to say, you are now creating and adding to that core family, which are your beautiful children, please God. Yes. All going well or whatever. Yeah. Right. And you have two beautiful children, five and three amazing that you're taking a sibling group which is a wonderful gesture because there's nothing worse than separating siblings. The reality here is that you do not need anybody else's opinion on that. Now, I completely understand that people can't help themselves giving you opinions and actually it's wonderful that your immediate family are delighted for you and will help you through that process. I think that you need to stop apologising or justifying it. 100%. I think... You tell people, you tell people how you feel about it. So the second someone gives you that, you look at them directly and you go, it never occurred to me or... None of your damn business. What do you mean by that? Or just, yeah, thanks, move on. So the second someone goes down a road that you're unhappy, you just go, yeah, it never occurred to me to feel that way about it. Or I think we have this handled, thanks very much. Here's my thoughts. Okay. The marriage referendum was a wonderful thing that happened in Ireland. It was. However, there's one hangover from it that really boils my blood. Okay. And that is that everybody feels that they're entitled to offer an opinion and offer the other side. Yeah. We don't want your opinions. Thank you very much. Pre-marriage referendum, somebody giving out about gay people or saying they didn't agree with it was plain rude. And we'd like to go back to that. Yes, thank thank you very much. much. There is no airtime for people saying, oh, I don't think you should have children. None of your goddamn business. Your lifestyle. A, give me a break. Niece. No, I'm I'm with you on that. What needs to happen now is, and I, I think that they're both ready for this oh, yeah. next brilliant phase of life. I Without a doubt, but you can see it. one thing that they have to do, right, that I think is very important, is that they're going to take two kids in who are, you know, have been through the mill. Yeah. And they may be used to taking 
this shit from other people, but their kids aren't. Okay. So what you need to do is, from now on, anytime anyone says anything negative, you need to shut that down. Yeah. Because your capacity to let that wash over you isn't naturally inherited. Your your walls of protection have to go really up now yeah. for the sake of those kids. And also, anybody in your life that is offering that opinion when you're talking about the fact that you're adopting two kids, cut them out. Yeah. Gone. Tell them to shape up. Yeah. Know. Here's the thing. I'll Take be honest. the platform away. It's not even a conversation that you have with them. No. Because you're just, you, you a conversation gives them the space to air those views. It's like, just, you're not having that conversation. No. It's, if somebody says something like that to you, you tell them to shut up. Absolutely take advice where you need it. But you don't have to let them decide how you feel about a thing. You know how you feel about this. Exactly. But all, And you also don't have to have these conversations. No. Like, the problem is that these people in your life have been allowed to be rude. Yeah. To be badly mannered and to have these conversations that are hurtful and you need to shut that down. Yeah, and I think it's okay to say, um, and why would I, Why would you think that about us? Yeah. You know. Or, 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 or how dare you? Yeah. And turn your heel and walk away. And because what happens is, these people feel, they get to say their piece and they never actually feel, God, I've actually said something quite hurtful here. Yeah. You, so it, you may, need to make oh, them feel that. I love that. I love that. You know why? Because I think sometimes you should be allowed to go, that really hurt me. Yeah. Even to someone who you really love. Yeah. Right. And they might not have been hurt by the same thing, but it's okay to say that actually hurt me. And, and oh, I'm totally on board with that. That's a really great piece of advice. Dare you. How very. How very dare you. How very dare. Yeah. No, we're very much in support. And you know what? We are wishing you all, all the, best. the best. We want a family photograph, oh, please. W- please, God. We won't publish it. But I we mean, want to, we you want know, we, we make very good godparents. Absolutely. Could course. you imagine? Absolutely. Absolutely we want God. We want we want this is this is great. Amazing. Liam and Soren, we are thrilled for you. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So we want the we want the updates. We are fully in support. And I would imagine the ninety percent of people in your life are in support. Absolutely. And people that hold that opinion and that make you feel the way you feel now mm-hmm. when something so great is going on in your life. Getting them out of your life is not a loss. No. That's growth. Yeah. Or setting their goddamn car on fire. Oh, okay. Maybe not that. Just don't tell the adoption board. Maybe not that. (laughs) We'll do it for you. Oh my God. I I get so excited when I hear things like that. Yeah, no, I do too. I do too. Imagine two little kids in dungarees. Oh my God. It'd be so cute. They will so be in dungarees. They'd be so cute. And you get a puppy as well. Oh no, that's amazing. Will the puppy be in dungarees too? Well, look, why not? If it works, it works. <laughs> you can, oh yeah, you can get that. You know the dungarees that you put in you, the, that you put in the front paws of a dog. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're so. Old. Oh, very cute. I know. Yeah, you must upset your boots. Doesn't we let want you dress a Christmas card. We want a Christmas card, <laughs> oh. like a family Christmas card. Now it might might be soon as that. Do you know what happened one year? Speaking of family Christmas cards, oh, right? What? I, me, and my partner, we took this photo. I think it was Christmas morning, and we were in Christmas jumpers, right? Right. But we'd put a Santa hat on boots. And she was wearing it. She was just toddling around with it on. She was absolutely delighted with herself. So we thought, we'll get a, like, a family photograph in front of the Christmas tree. Okay. Right? <laughs> so we she... put her up on a stool. We were beside her, beside the Christmas tree, a lovely photograph. But she looked furious. Amazing. She had this 
furious look on her face, right? That so would be my Christmas card forever. <laughs> forever. So what I did was, I took the photograph and then I put really small just under her chin. I just typed something like, I really hate these fuckers or something like that. As if she had said it. And I put it in the family WhatsApp group, right? <laughs> and all my brothers and sisters were like, ha ha, you know, Grant. <laughs> what happened? About a week later, right? I was on Facebook. <laughs> Did your mother My mother had posted the photograph. No. <laughs> just like, you know, happy Christmas, you know, just something about me and my partner. But uh, she then, clearly had not read oh the my thing God, that was <laughs> Or maybe she had. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, possibly. Okay. We've, we've another problem. And I'm going to read this one. Yes. Okay. So, dear Neve and Garod, going, going the pod. Very bad start. Okay. Oh, it's probably enjoying. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to replace that with enjoying the pod. And I hope yous win all of the awards at the podcast awards. And now I know why you want me to read this one. Good okay. God. You're the best <laughs> and make me laugh every single Monday. And I love you for it. Neve, voice of an angel, and Garode saw you in Vicker Street and you are the king. Brought my boyfriend, who had never heard of you and is a comedy nerd, and he said, <laughs> wow. he, he said yours is the funniest show he's ever been to. Redeemed. Oh, good, Redeemed. Good, good save there. Good, good save, save there. Okay. I have a problem which I know you will be able to help me with, so I am feeling very calm. In 2010... Now, to be fair, I would imagine the reason you're feeling calm is you've clearly had about six gin and tonics uh, Well, there seems this, to anyway. be some sort of <laughs> something. Uh, in 2010... Oh, something else happened in 2010. You lost the Eurovision? Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> I bought a flat with one of my friends. We lived there for five years and then I moved in with my boyfriend, now fiancé. My friend live, remained living in the flat. We agreed that she could pay rent my half Paying, oh God, lads, what's this? Was it, we agreed that she could rent my half of the flat from my paying for, oh, I know this. We agreed that she could rent my half of the flat by paying my half of the mortgage. Yes, okay. That's what's happened there. Good God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> I mo- We really need to edit these before we go to, anyway, I moved to Australia for a couple of years and to some extent lost touch with my friend. We remain friends, but we would speak or mail maybe once a year. Uh, the subject of the flat never really came up. <laughs> wow. Um, I sent a couple of mails over the years saying that if an appliance needs to be replaced or if the place needs a paint, let me know and I'll chip in as I consider myself a 50% landlord. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. And I Fair mailed, Yeah, no, I think so. You know, you both bought it together and if you're paying all the way. Yeah, okay. I, I emailed her recently and said I wanted to talk about selling the place as myself and my boyfriend would like to upsize after we are married and she seemed shocked because she said the place was hers. I was shocked. She said that she had been paying the mortgage. I have my emails, but we don't have anything in writing about the rental agreement. My name is on the deeds with hers, so I am not worried about the legality of the problem, though it is a concern. I am just astonished that my friend is trying to gaslight me out of the 25 grand I put into it, which is my inheritance from my granny. I'm wondering how I should proceed. Good God. Wherever depth here now, but I would I would say lawyer straight away. First thing, first thing you need to get legal advice about this, right? It's not terribly clear whether you've actually paid the rent all that time. What I think has happened, right? I think the two of them bought a flat. Oh. She put 25 grand up. They moved into it. Right. And then 
Five years later. She decided she was moving out. So they got a renter in. No, they, she decided she was moving out and the other friend that was living there stayed living there and paid the full mortgage by way of rent. Yeah, no, no. She, uh, we agreed that she could rent my half of the flat. So, yeah. So in other words, there's no sign of her actually paying into that mortgage all that time. No, because because the because the person that stayed in the flat took over the full mortgage yes. by way of paying rent. Yes, but I think that shouldn't have happened. No, that shouldn't have happened. It should have been a what formal agreement happened, there. What should have happened is you both should have continued to pay the mortgage, mm. and she was paying the same amount into your bank account. The chances are, because I mean, your names are on the deeds, then you'll have some rights. You'll she have could, some rights. She could have some sort of squatter's rights, though. I think what you're asking for is how you're going to proceed with your friend. Well, I definitely think... You've already moved on. No offence. I think you've moved on from your friend. I think yeah. probably the friendship is done. Yeah. But what I would do is I would email her and go, listen, we bought that flat together. Both our names are on the deeds. I put 25 grand of my money into it. I paid into it for five years because she lived there for five yeah, years. Yeah, I lived there for five years. So she paid the mortgage for five years. I moved out. You took over the mortgage... In order to, and you agreed. By way of paying me rent. That like the half of the, you were paying all of the mortgage and you were paying my half of the mortgage as rent to me for my half of that flat. We agreed that she could rent my half of the flat from me by paying my half of the mortgage. So that's either getting a renter in to pay yeah, it. Or she or, pays it. Or she pays it all herself. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's exactly what we were both saying. Yeah. So basically what's happening there is, so she's under the impression all this time that her half of the mortgage has been paid by the fact that either the girl is paying yeah. it all herself or that someone else is renting it. But there's no formal agreement about that and there's actually no proof that she has paid any money into that all these years. Yeah. And that might be your difficulty here. Yeah, because she could have squatters rights or something, but that's for the lawyers. We have a very, very high-end listenership, Neve. I'm yes. sure there's a lawyer out there that will give us like yeah. the skinny on this. But I would imagine because both names are on the deeds. Yeah, she's she's got, got some standing, which is yeah. really good. I definitely think what you should do is you should email your friend and say, listen. This is my understanding. This is your understanding. And state that really clearly. And that's once you do that, that's hard to argue with. Yeah. You know, because nobody in the world <laughs> buys half of a flat and, and then, then just, just leaves it there. It. Yeah. yeah. Ah, no, it's grand. No. So the thing is, there will be documentation and you need to make sure you have the documentation. Yeah. Right? First of all, that you're also, on the... Well, if you've a mortgage, the bank, they have the deeds with your yes. name on it. So the deeds are the first thing and that you paid half the mortgage for five years. You must have records yeah, of that yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Right? So physically, you, you're probably all right up until you moved out five years after. After that's where it gets a bit hazy. Now, the thing about it is as well, and when you buy... a when you buy a place, mm. the solicitor does go through all of this stuff. Yeah, you so, would think so. So the chances are he's put something in place. Yeah. You know, because you know, you just sign all of this. Like when you're buying a place, you just sign all of this stuff and you kind of really don't know what you're signing. But the, usually when two friends are buying a place, they will put some sort of an agreement There together. has to be an agreement. Yeah. And so, so, you know, the thing is, you, you've got this mortgage together, you've got this house together. You need to figure out how that you, legally you stand. That takes legal people. Yeah. I think, I agree with Grod. Be very clear in your emails to this girl. Be very pleasant, but also, you know, direct about what you want. If you've already done it, then just go to legal if she's gaslighting you. I think you can accept now that you and your friend, unless you resolve this amicably, you're done. The problem is that you made a decision based on you being close friends with somebody. That situation 
stayed in place and they were no longer close friends. Yeah, and you know, it's not necessarily that you're not friends. It's just it's just your the nature of your friendship has changed. The problem is once money gets involved, it's it is a little bit difficult. It is. You know, I mean, I'm you know, this podcast makes no money. Neither. I know friendship is intact. it's the only thing that keeps our friendship so well. <laughs> I hope we've helped. Yes. Oh, please let us know how you get on. Yeah, let's know how you get on. But seriously, go. The first thing I would do is find any documentation and for God's sake, get legal advice. Yeah. And, but also email your friend and go, ah, here, come here. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. No, don't be nasty, though. No, don't be nasty, but don't be nice either. No, no, Just don't be overly nice. Plain, safe, safe, say it plainly. It's been wonderful to chat to you. Oh, so nice. We will chat to you next week. I know, I look forward to it all the time. <laughs> Agonyrants.gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We would love to have your problems and your, your opinions. We would love you to subscribe to Headstuff Plus where you can listen to Vintage Rants. Yeah. Um, ad-free. Uh, and ad-free Agony Rants. Um, it is literally five euro a month. Yeah, it's like Plus a, that. It's, it's not even a coffee. Not even a coffee. And our merch is on sale, which makes wonderful Christmas presents oh, for the Agony Rants fan in your life. Wonderful for the... And they don't even have to be Agony Rants fans. They can just be Eurovision fans or, you know, comedian fans. I don't know what... You see, I have a nice little genre to fall into. <laughs> Comedy fans. Comedy, Comedy fans. Okay. Um, <laughs> we will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.